Welcome back to our listeners. You are tuning in to the Women and Wellness Show for 360 Talk Radio for Women. I am your host, Lori Carice. Today, I have with us Annie Del Rey, certified health and wellness coach, author, and speaker. And today's topic is change balance to harmony. Welcome, Annie. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So tell us a little bit about you before we dive into the topic. Sure. Um, So I am nationally board certified. I have a master's degree in integrative wellness coaching. So when I say that, I mean, I've spent a lot of time studying and practicing the topic, which is very exciting. And I've worked with hundreds of clients, both male and female. I, um, but for my private practice, I market towards women. That's what I'm very, very passionate about. Women empowerment, women's wellness, women's self-development. Well, you're perfect for this station then, because that's, <laughs> that's what we're designed, uh, you know, to reach out to women, motivate, inspire whether it's in, you know, your wellness life and well-being or even um, your business well-being. So talk to us about change balance to harmony. Yeah, definitely. So actually, as you mentioned about work, um, this is a big thing that I teach professional women. It it works with all women or men, but the idea is... um, it's common for people to say work-life balance, work-life balance. I want a professional and personal balance. But at the end of the day, there is no such thing as that. We are, I believe we should be changing that viewpoint for harmony. So stop looking, quote unquote, for work-life balance and make that, that mindset shift. to You're looking for harmony. So for example, especially moms, they don't want to do 50% at work and 50% at home. They want like 75% at home. Uh, and But they're worrying themselves because they're thinking 50-50, 50-50. So um, allowing women almost like that release of stop focusing on that word. And when you're looking to live your life in harmony, it makes it a, a lot easier. Tell us how maybe the pandemic has made a lot of shifts in work-life balance slash harmony, because, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend the, pa- I mean, I don't feel like evidence of the pandemic every day anymore. And I think a lot of us are like, oh, we're past the pandemic. Well, guess what? My daughter had COVID two weeks ago and missed, you know, eight days of school for it. So it's, it's still in our life and it's not a cold that, you know, you just missed two days of school. I mean, there's, it, it, it's, it really impacts family. And then adults need to stay home and watch your kids. So, I mean, we're still in pandemic mode, even though it might not be apparent in your daily lives, or you start seeing people like wear a mask, you're like, oh yeah, you know, people are still masking. But because of the pandemic, I think a lot of us really focused on, and I want to transition my wording from balance to harmony. We did try to find harmony in the home where we had to make it a workplace, a school, an education zone, and also have some personal sanity of your regular home life. And, you know, now that we're pulling out of the pandemic, 
Most of that has shifted, but a lot of us have remained working from home. I'm, I've been an entrepreneur for almost 15 years. So working from home has always been, you know, in my life for a very long time. So, you know, I didn't have a real big disruption during COVID, except for when, you know, my kids were scrambling for distance learning, especially early on before we had a rhythm in place. Um, so I am definitely aware of, you know, work-life balance slash harmony as you're phrasing it and just making sure that we compartmentalize a little bit. I mean, would you say that's part of the harmony is compartmentalizing so that we can all live in harmony with all of our different pieces in one space or multiple spaces even? Yeah, that's, that is essentially like, again, like quote unquote, the answer to it, compartmentalizing, but not in an unhealthy, I'm shoving this topic away. But as in, okay, when I'm signed on to work, yes, I may potentially be working on the couch. I may not have my own office or my own space. But when I sign off, I sign off. That is now the family space. That is now where the dog and I cuddle, which, you know, some people cuddle with their dog during work. Uh, and it potentially it was a bit easier for people already working from home just because that idea of, I, I heard you use the word routine. You may have already had a somewhat routine working from home. The the bomb that was dropped was also having kids home 24 seven and, and not just being home, but most of them not allowed near other kids. So I had moms joking, like, where do we give kids back? Cause I don't want my kid 24 <laughs> seven. And again, this is, this is a joke, but um, people, especially mothers, if they worked out of the home, they really valued that time out of the home, being around other adults, not having to be looked at for the most part to cook and clean and raise the children. And for whatever reason, the, the norm in society, what it was expected was for the women to do the cooking and cleaning 24 seven with the kids home, as opposed to like, all right, this is the time for everyone to be splitting up priorities, especially significant others. And I, this may sound a bit sexist, so I hope it's not coming off sexist, but during COVID is when I started working with hundreds of people and men and women, and this is what I saw. I saw way more women having pressure to do everything outside of the home because the answer was, well, you're not working out and you're not working outside the home. So you should do laundry in between people. You should be cooking. Dinner should be ready on time. And these shoulds is, is just added pressure that essentially isn't fair. I want to comment on what you just said about, you know, how parents were saying or moms were saying, I want to give my kids back and ha ha, it was a joke. I have to tell you, I saw so much like, shaming going on on social media during the pandemic for when people would say I need a break and oh this is so hard and then I would see people saying don't have kids unless you want them home all the time I always homeschool and and I just want to be an advocate for those people who feel like they need a break because I am a single parent I've been divorced for 11 years I did not remarry 
and I'm a custodial parent, which means my girls are with me most of the time, um, except for select, you know, weekends. And I have to tell you in balancing and finding harmony between being, you know, working full time, running a business, running a household, having Mm -hmm. kids, I am looking at the clock on Friday nights when my ex-husband is ready to arrive at six o'clock. And if he's five (laughs) minutes late, I am almost having a panic attack going, oh my gosh, did he forget this weekend? I'm going to tell you, I need that break. And I decompress on Friday Mm -hmm. nights. I don't make plans. I, you know, have a date with Netflix and probably some DoorDash or leftovers, you know, make my life simple. And I'm just going to be the advocate for parents who do feel like sometimes it's a lot and it's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who do have two parents in the household, you know, if you see your significant other struggling a little bit, say, Hey, I'm taking the kids Mm -hmm. out for ice cream. I'm going to let you have an hour to yourself. You know, sometimes that's all you need. And during the pandemic, I mean, it was just, I think it was just a lot because not only are you on top of each other. But you're stressing out watching the news, hearing about the daily count rising and everything else. So it's just, it's not even so much that you had your kids full time. You had added stress and pressures. You were trying to maybe keep your parents healthy. You know, you weren't, they weren't seeing grandparents because you were concerned about, you know, who was more susceptible and, and, and vulnerable to COVID. So Mm -hmm. I just think that when people ask for balance and harmony, I think, please don't shame them. You know, just because you can do things differently, just because you have chosen homeschooling and, um, you know, perhaps setting a career aside or have, you know, the, the financial, you know, opportunity to do so. I just ask that people don't shame others for their choices. You know, I mean, I could go back to, I mean, I've, you know, I'm just recently, I mean, I hear about it all the time, just like, you know, breastfeeding moms being shamed. Like if you, you know, totally off topic, but there's a lot of shaming just because that was your choice. Mm. Don't shame somebody else for the bottle. You don't know what they're going through that they had to turn to a bottle, you know? And I just find that there's a lot of parent shaming and that has really pulled me off of a lot of social media in like mom groups, because I, I run a family business. And when I mean family business, I don't employ my family or partner with my family, but I hold family events. So when I first opened up like a Facebook for business page, you know, it's all mom conversations. I just like turn off comments and stuff because people were just shame, shame, shame. And that now I know that people are just a little more aware of it and cancel culture and the impact. Mm. And perhaps it's being done less or I've just avoided it in my space. But in, when finding harmony, you know, I, I, I don't know what do you, does shame ever come up in your conversations? Because I just automatically started thinking about that when you mentioned, you know, ha ha, how can I get my kids back? Um, I'm, I'm an advocate in that department only because of me needing a little bit of a break now that they're a little bit older, like I can go close my door in my room, give myself an hour. They're fine. They can snack. They can even, you know, make lunch on a Saturday if they need to, but, uh, it's hard to find 
harmony. We live in a fast-paced world with a lot of conflict and confusion going on. Sometimes you need that mental escape. I watch ridiculous TV shows just so that I can see other people's problems and take my mind off of my own, you know, sometimes. But it's like, Lori, you know, you're a little more intelligent than watching that kind of show. I'm like, I don't care. It's somebody else's problems. So thoughts about that? I mean, in harmony, shaming, reaching out, having those conversations? A a few things are coming to mind. So number one, single mothers. Like, I... This is an applause for people who can't see it. There's, okay, actually, there's a few things. My brain is like on fire right now. So the mom groups, I have heard that from so many moms about mom shaming and leaving Facebook groups because especially single moms, and, and why I say single is because they don't have someone in the house, right? So they're, I I don't want to use the word suffering, but yeah, some are, are suffering and they go to these groups for support, these mom groups. And then they're shamed and they're like, okay, I need a support system. But the people that I'm looking towards that I thought would be like-minded, like-hearted are shaming me. And I love that you're bringing up the word choice because that's the point. This is a choice. If you were a homeschool mom before this, you chose to be a homeschool mom. Why should a mom who chooses to be a professional be shamed? She didn't choose that life. The other thing about single moms is For the most part, they thought they were going to have a partner. They thought another partner was going to be in the house. They thought things were going to be more 50-50. And what I have found is most of moms that um, have custody do have custody more of the time. So it's almost the idea of like, it's not fair. They have a, a, a challenging situation. And aside from that, just being a parent in general, even if it's a two-parent household, no one wrote a book in the beginning of pandemic, how to raise kids during a pandemic. Everyone was flailing around. You have this pressure, you, you're an adult and you can't process what's going on. Now you have to teach kids how to process it. What the heck? That's a, that's a lot of responsibility. And you know, kids are looking to their parents But when the parents don't know how to act and they're freaking out or they have the news on 24-7, well, of course the kid is noticing that. You're all stuck in the house together. Of course, I'm talking about like during during COVID and now that's not the case that you like have to be stuck. But I think it's not, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not fair to shame. No one chose for COVID to happen. No one chose for lockdowns. No one chose, especially when your kids are (laughs) out of daycare age or out of um, our kids that you could leave home alone, potentially, you thought you were over that stage. Like you thought you had that bit of relief. And now, shockingly, that was taken from you. Now they're forced home. I just remember hearing that so many women um, have have made more permanent changes through the pandemic because you know when there were kids were homeschooled and daycare or whatever everything was closed they shifted you know working from home 
also homeschooling or whatever that looked like in your home, distance mm-hmm. learning. And some of them were able to continue with a career and others made choices. Okay, this is the, you know, I'm going back full-time parenting. And I'm I'm wondering now what the statistics might be of how many women have continued uh, with that path or have gone back to work where I feel a lot of people found a way to do both. They decided to start home-based mm-hmm. businesses, right? And, and, you know, that's not always just like, you know, direct sales or anything. You can start an accounting business. I mean, there's so much virtual opportunities that people don't expect to now go to an office, now home office. That's the one thing I think the pandemic was a blessing for us was we all figured out how to do things, simplify. You can work from home. You can be accountable, right? And simplify things. Um, I I think that's incredible. Talk about harmony, simplifying some, (laughs) some actions in your life and some tasks and being able to find that partnership. And you're right. I mean, kids actually had to, you know, my kids anyway, they struggled listening to the news. I had it all the, all the time. I mean, not only are you listening to, mm-hmm. you know, governors speak and closures and you can do this, you can do that. You're watching body counts and COVID counts and people, unfortunately, being loaded into freezers. And you're like, oh, my gosh, how do we protect people? How do we protect people? And it was super, super stressful. So finding harmony, you know, through that super big challenge, what can we do now to really move into a more harmonious world and lifestyle? Um, Number one would be asking for help or building that support system so that you're around people who who will help, who will be. uh, So for example, some moms have it that the kids went to her house one day, like twice a week, and another mom took the kids twice a week. And it just worked for them. So I, actually, they were cousins and neighbors who were best friends. So all the kids, like the parents were comfortable with them being around. But that idea of like, it takes a village. So when I say ask for help, this doesn't mean like, go hire a coach. What it means is like, find people in your community or that you can build that circle what's challenging is people have gone onto the Facebook groups, they get shamed and they're like, I don't really want mom friends. <laughs> like uh, that, they're a lot of work. That was kind of like me too. I mean, when, when I, you know, mm-hmm. now that I'm running a community that's, you know, for women by women, I actually see women in business extremely supportive of one another where when you're on kind of in the mom space and it's not related to, to business, maybe you each work from home or whatever, but if it's just mom stuff, I I see more shaming than support, unfortunately, and um, mm-hmm. and that and that's sad. That that's why I did leave those types of groups. Or you would post something that was just a a little off, like oh oh, all of a sudden just boom 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 negative stuff. I'm like, wow, who's got that much time to just dump their <laughs> their nastiness on Facebook all day? <laughs> like I gotta move on, but. When you're talking about professionals, I remember when I first started my business as a mom entrepreneur, I sought out another mom entrepreneur where we would swap playdate time. 
Hey, I'm going to take the kids for three hours. We'll go to the museum or we'll just do here. You've got three hours of quiet, you know, tomorrow you do the same and you just have a couple Mm, trusted people to be able to do something like that. Just, you know, let, let's swap for some peace and quiet because you can't always work during nap time or at one o'clock in the morning, even though your juices or mental juices are still flowing and kids are asleep. You need your sleep too. Mm -hmm. again, more harmony. I think that's all about now, now you transition that into the professional world. You know, I, I call that, you know, leveraging relationships. What do you need that I can help fill and vice versa with projects, tasks, building business, but also at just asking for help. Just ask, put it out there. That is not that's a sign exactly of weakness. It. That's empowering. I couldn't agree more. I love that you uh, compared the words. It's not weakness. This whole like, superwoman. Oh, I'm the greatest mom ever. I run a six-figure business. My kids all match clothes perfectly. Uh, here's a dance routine that we do every morning. Like, you know, <laughs> and and then there's like all these unrealistic expectations. And like I said before, so now you have to do TikTok videos. Now you have to do the laundry and have a clean kitchen. Now you have to have a cooking show. Now you have to sell something on Etsy. You're like, I can't keep up. I can't write a children's book just because all these moms are online saying, I'm um, doing all these things. I guess is what I'm trying to say. They're really piling it on. So of course people are gonna compare because they're like, oh, this is a six figure mom. She works from home and She's been knitting sweaters. I can knit sweaters. Why aren't I making six figures? As opposed to, wow, uh, some moms were saying, COVID bonded my family in a way that would have never, ever, ever happened had this not happened, like had this pandemic not happened. This was actually the best thing that could have happened to my family. I've had moms say that, or my kids have never, they would have never bonded, especially uh, boys and girls had they not been home and now they're best friends. That's a beautiful thing. Those are things to take notice of as opposed to all the bad. And you pointed out a good thing. Like I did have mom write, write, write books. I did have mom start podcasts. I did have moms who started Etsy stores. That's, that's fantastic. But if you didn't, that's okay too. If the pandemic was the hardest point of your life, that's okay too. The pandemic allowed us the opportunity to learn something that we maybe would not have allowed, had enough time Mm. to learn before. So you're talking about, you know, moms who wrote books and start podcasts. I started my podcast during the pandemic. And then unfortunately, podcasters before that call us pandemic podcasters thinking it's like this like (laughs) new thing. I'm like, no, it's called community outreach, survival you know, continuing the conversation using technology and not being afraid to try new things. And two years later, we still have a podcast radio station. So, you know, stuff that little nasty term. (laughs) I heard that once and it sat with me so long. I'm so bitter over it. But, you know, that's somebody who's just jealous and probably um, uncomfortable feeling like, you know, a whole new movement shifted into their space. Well, guess what? I looked at the pandemic as an opportunity. I had so many, I'm in the event space. So I was the first Mm -hmm. to shut down, last to reopen. So of course, if I wanted to build a business and, or survive my business, 
Um, I had mm-hmm. to seek out other opportunities, not just do Zoom events, but I started a podcast. And at that time, I felt like I'm not going to be afraid of new technology. Now I have the time on my hands to learn this. So there you go. So I'm glad. So tell me a little bit about, totally. um, yeah. So as we kind of wrap up the show on, you know, balance to harmony, what kind of opportunities were those women looking for who did actually start podcasts and uh, write books during the pandemic and even moving on? Uh, may you ask that last part one more time? So, I mean, what, what, what were people, you said a lot of people during the pandemic and even continue are mm-hmm. writing books and starting po- podcasts. Um why do you feel like that is such a big thing now? And how is that related to maybe finding that harmony? Is it the professional harmony? Yeah, or even, wow, all I did was be a wife or um, mom this entire time. I wasn't doing anything for me. This is the time to live it up. Or uh, this is the time to try new things. Because Number one, I just can't get over that sassiness of someone calling people like pandemic podcast hosts. Like, are you kidding me? A lot of times people try new things after transitions, after a divorce, after having your first kid, after uh, moving to a new country, whatever it may be. And, and that should be exciting that you use that opportunity. When I hear people... Um, did absolutely nothing during COVID and now they're upset that their life was on hold for two years, but you're the one who chose to do nothing with that time. And that's what makes you different from the people who did podcasts, who wrote the book, who um, decided that they're going to learn how to do yoga and not care that they, they're not like quote unquote good at it. They're the ones who made that forward movement. And because of, let's say their success or the fact that they didn't absolutely fail it's building their self-efficacy to continue to grow after covid and and not take for granted now this freedom because before you could do you could have more opportunities but it was limited and now that people have something to compare to they're like the world is in my hands i could do so many things now this is exciting um, and as, as going from those little projects, now allowing them to burst and be big projects. Yeah, clearly that person who, you know, made that statement was threatened by, like, <laughs> a, a, you know, people moving into that space. But guess what? Because of the pandemic and people starting so many new podcasts, people listen to more podcasts, too. So it's an opportunity, mm. you know. So, um, yeah, you want to say something? I, I saw you about to... <laughs> As we, um, oh, just yes. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, don't look at something as being a, a threat, but definitely an opportunity as more people learn. And I mean, I believe before the pandemic, there was something like 300,000 podcasts. Now there's 4.4 million. 4.4 million. However, um, Apple Podcasts and Google Player, they only consider 150,000 of them relevant because mm-hmm. of people, you know, stop producing content. They hit that seven episode burnout or they do not produce weekly. So, you know, okay, yes, it, 
the pandemic podcast or syndrome maybe maybe was a little bit of a thing. People wanted to try it and they just couldn't keep up with guesting or the technology or or whatever. But that that's in any industry. You know, any any industry is going to have some influx with something that's popular, exciting, offering creative people an opportunity for outreach and to be creative. And then it doesn't always stick. But but that's that's a big jump. And that means more people are aware of podcasts, more people are aware of audiobooks. So that's just an opportunity. Well, Annie, but as we kind of wrap up here, and um, for our podcast listeners, of course, in show notes, I'm going to have information in here as to how to connect with you. For our radio-only listeners, what's the best way to find you? Um, probably on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, a more direct way is just to go to my personal website, which is AnnieDelray.com. So AnnieDelray.com. Wonderful. Any closing remarks? Balance to harmony. Um, this is a little out. This is not exactly the topic, but a game changer for all areas of life. And and what it is is spend time focusing on what you can control and release what you can't control. You couldn't control lockdown. You can control your behavior during it. I love that. I, I've been doing a lot of that lately, believe me. I, I've, mm-hmm. I, I juggle a lot and I find little frustrations. I'm like, can I control that? No, let me move on. What can I control? You know, <laughs> especially when I have a, a teen and tween in the house. Can I control that they're fighting over a sweatshirt? No, but I can control going into my room and closing the door. <laughs> there you go. Just little yes. things, just little things to keep you harmony. So, Annie, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for this opportunity. Wonderful. And you have been listening to the Women and Wellness Show on 360 Talk Radio for Women.